I just kind of doom scroll and wallow uh, in self-pity and then once I finish doing that I'll just put some Lizzo on because I feel a lot better. Welcome to the We're All Just Faking It podcast. This episode is episode nine. Today we are talking all things anxiety. Today we have Steph, Blaze, Braylon and myself Dana. Um, so let's get started. Who has anxiety? Who, who doesn't have anxiety? <laughs> exactly. I am quite the anxious person, to be honest. Like, I may put off this appearance that I'm not, but no. I am constantly anxious. How do you mask? How do you mask your anxiety? I was going to say. Manifests, yeah, mine manifests like I start shaking my hands. I, I can't I can't help it. Like I shake like a leaf. I have like situational anxiety, so it's more like I am anxious in certain situations, but most of the time I don't have it just like on a daily basis, I'd say. I mine is mostly situational, like public speaking for sure. That's one of those things that makes me very anxious and then like just random stuff at work as well. Work. Work is definitely a major source of my anxiety. I've I've come really far in with dealing with my anxiety. Um, I don't really get it a lot with like personal situations because I tend to just check out and it's it's not like a big thing for me to just completely pivot. Mine definitely stems from the insecurity. I think mine is like that I need to do everything and if I don't do everything then I'm a disappointment and what the fuck am I doing, do you know what I mean? So like a lot of it is to do with like work so I feel like I've got to do absolutely everything and I, I put this whole big like weight on my shoulders um, because you know that's going to be really helpful um, and help my anxiety. So when I went and did CBT, which I know doesn't work for a lot of people, but has actually helped me um, find tools and resources that I need. I had this um, <clears throat> piece of paper and it's got um, situations and for and against. So one of them would be try and get everything done. And then you would put for and against and see what, how many you've got for and how many against. So for would be the work would get done, against would be it wouldn't get done so well and things like that. And so then I would have another option, which would be get this one thing done and then see what time we have after that and looking being able to like see it like vision like literally on paper really helped me with um with that type of um that that side of my stress which was also related to my anxiety for sure my anxiety is a lot like has to do with my body or my health usually I don't know if anybody else experiences that, um, but like I have a lot of driving anxiety, especially at night. Um, I have like, I used to have extremely terrible airplane anxiety, which I've since worked on a lot, unfortunately, through exposure therapy, <laughs> which sucks, especially when you don't want to be on a plane. But it's honestly, I've gotten a lot better at it from that. Um, and same with driving. I was in a really bad car accident and it's taken me maybe like four or five years before I feel like way better about driving than I did previously. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's interesting that you guys all have anxiety related to work. Um, because there's probably a lot of our listeners, I would imagine that deal with that same thing. 
um, anxiety surrounding work, whether it's like performance or social or just like, am I doing enough? Am I doing the right thing? Am I making the right decisions? Yeah, I mean, I definitely have um, driving anxiety as well, although that has gotten a lot better due to words of affirmation, hypnotherapy, just like constantly reminding myself that I can do this. I passed the test. I have a little little card in my pocket that tells me I can do this. Um, so those have all helped me with my um, my driving anxiety. When it comes to like uh, friends and I guess like social anxiety, it's a lot of the time you are just having to talk yourself down. You know, like, oh my gosh, this person hasn't replied to me. Oh my gosh, they hate me. Um, or there's a shift in energy and blah, blah, blah. You have to just remind yourself, like, it's not about you. It's about the person. So the person may not be answering you because they're really busy today. Or there may be a shift in energy, not because they hate you, but because actually they're not feeling so great today and they just uh, just exhausted. Yeah, so we're we're so self-centered that we like think <laughs> everyone is constantly like thinking about us and like that everything that anybody does is because of us. And yeah, I agree. Like letting that go and, and realizing you're not responsible for anyone's emotions or feelings at all can be like a huge weight off your shoulders in social situations. It is hard though, especially if it's like people close to you, <laughs> you're like, why are they acting different today? <laughs> Yeah, that's definitely hard. I think the main reason why work causes me anxiety is because I'm the youngest. So I'm surrounded by people who have been in the field for like 20 years. I think the next guy above me has been in the field for 10 years. I've been there for two years. <laughs> that's a big gap. So it like... I feel like there's all these things that I should know and I should be doing, but I don't know if that's necessarily true. I'm not, not used to it. Yeah. yeah. Why, why do you feel like you should know it? Where did just, you learn it? Where did you have the opportunity to learn it? I feel when like probably just because everyone around you knows it. So you're everyone like, ah, picks <laughs> up all these things so fast. Like me and the other guy that I've been training and training along. He picks up on things, like, so quickly. I'm like, how? <laughs> like, I'm just not there. I'm like, I don't know if it's something wrong with me or just the fact that he's been in the field for much longer. That probably is that. Yeah. I yeah. don't think there's anything wrong with so. you. If there was yeah. something wrong with you, you wouldn't have the job. Yeah. <laughs> kind of remind yourself of that. They did hire you for a reason. Exactly. And, you know, in 10 years, you'll have the opportunity, if you stay in the same field, to nurture or mentor or help somebody else feel less like you feel now. I think it'll come even sooner than that because my team is looking to add a bunch more people around my range. Oh, fun. So, yeah. You guys can all be in it together. It's always better exactly. when you have, like, a buddy, right? In yeah. any situation. Yeah. Even, even with the new guy, he, like, having him has taught me a lot. How do you guys handle, do any of you deal with your partner having anxiety? Not forthcomingly, no. I'm definitely the anxious one in my relationship. <laughs> Same. <laughs> he's so, he's so calm and collected and just... Zen? He's got that zen? He doesn't, 
he doesn't worry about shit like that. Like he's he's very into politics, so he stresses about that, but everything else just like pales in comparison, you know, to those giant world problems. So like what is he worried about? <laughs> Probably like, you know, the state of the world, but <laughs> not I himself guess I mean, like, apparently. On a more ground level. <laughs> I think usually when Reagan's worried about something, I try to offset it. Like, if he tells me about something, I'm kind of like, eh, it'll be fine, and stuff like that. That's kind of what my husband does with me, too. Like, I'll come to him, and I'm like, I'm really stressed about this. And he, he'll, like, kind of not just, like, tell me it's going to be fine, but he'll be like, look, like, he'll, he'll rationalize it with me. Like, he'll be like, if I'm like, say, like, we're, I'm stressed about money or something, he's like, well, here's like our plan. And like, you know, he's like, well, remind me of things I forgot about and kind of point out maybe a different perspective to me. And then I'm like, oh, okay. And I realized that I was just like worrying for nothing. I absolutely hate worrying and like that kind of anxiety because it's really not helpful. <laughs> it kind of puts you through the situation twice if you worry about it before you even know if that situation's going to happen. Like, worrying about a what if is just the worst. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, I definitely deep dive when I'm starting to feel anxious. And it, it normally my anxiety manifests, um, either in confrontational situations, like maybe at work, or if someone has like an opposite thing to say, or they try to call you out in a meeting, or you're feeling slighted. Again, it's never about you, it's about them. Take yourself out of the situation, you selfish fuck. Um, <laughs> but like, kind of breaking down, okay, like, what's the worst thing that could possibly happen? Okay, what's the best thing that could possibly happen? Why do you feel this way? What are the things that led up to this that made you feel like this is the outcome that's going to happen that you have anxiety about? I am, I was huge. I don't do it as much anymore. But like, growing up through foster care, I would write incessantly my plan. So if I was feeling anxious about like, oh my God, I have three more years until I'm out of the system. It's like, okay, break it down. What are you going to do for the next three months? throughout the entire year in order to get to where you need to be. You need to make this much money. You need to have this home lined up. You need to have this, whatever transportation figured out, like what's your bus route? How are you going to get there? What job are you going to have? What are the situations that you could be in? Um, it's kind of made me a little neurotic now. As a <laughs> I was going to say, this <laughs> explains a lot about why you love planning so much. It's a, uh, and now I'm just tired, <laughs> anxious and tired. <laughs> I think that's a good way to go about it, though, because a lot of people, they'll, like, worry about something, but they won't necessarily have a plan for how to move forward. Break it down in bite-sized pieces so you can feel confident about the accomplishments that you make through it. When you're uncomfortable, it means you're growing. That's also been really interesting. <laughs> what else do you guys do to cope with anxiety? Aromatherapy. That's actually something I used on um, for my airplane anxiety. Um, I would put essential oils on like a plushie. And pro tip, if you have plane anxiety, get yourself a stuffed animal and bring that mofo on the plane with you because it is very comforting. Um, but I would just like dab essential oils on the head of the plushie so that when I was on the plane, I could just smell it because that really does like distract your brain. I think it kind of like adds another sense in there when you're like freaking out. I don't know. It's kind of grounding. I think it's what's super your, helpful. What's your central oil of choice? 
Oh, I really like the like blends that some people make where they'll have like a calm blend or something like that. Um, or I'll just do like um, spearmint or peppermint because that also helps with nausea. So it's like a double whammy if you get like, I don't know about you, but when I get anxious, like my tummy gets all funny, um, especially like before a plane. And sometimes like I might even throw up or anything like that. So having the peppermint is just like another, it's like a double helper. Yeah, I use the peppermint one as well. I find it really helpful. Same. I use peppermint as well. Got a diffuser thing sitting behind me. Oh, those are so nice. I love I got those. A, a lavender pack. I think it was from you, Braylon. Oh, yeah. And I love yes. the lavender. I kept that thing in my car. I have horrible driving anxiety in Arizona. It is. It's it, scary out here. I was anxious driving before just because driving. But like out here, dude, dude. I will I will drive in the city of Chicago. I but no no, Arizona is the worst. Yeah, it is. It is super scary place to drive. I've had to do like kind of when it comes to driving anxiety, I have to like literally stop the thoughts when they come up. So like I'll be driving and I'm like, this person in front of me is just gonna break and I'm gonna hit their car or like somebody's gonna run a red light. Like those are the thoughts that like come into my head, you know, or like this person on the freeway is just gonna crash right into me um but i literally have to like the second that that thought comes up i say something similar to this i'll be like i know you're worried about that right now but that's a very unrealistic situation and it doesn't need our attention it's like what i say to myself and then i just like stop the thoughts from coming in i'm like nope we're not gonna think about that nope and that's like the only thing that's helped me for driving anxiety <laughs> and just like doing it more and then being like look you did it and you were safe and you're fine is like really affirming when you get home to be like, you did it and you're fine. You don't need to worry. I think yeah, I use words of affirmation. Uh, yeah. Repetition. Just like you said, please. Um, definitely. Uh, I... I was just going to say, I think that repeating anything or repetition in general for stuff that you're uncomfortable with is a great way to build confidence as we were talking about earlier. So I think it's really helpful. I've also found too that like meditating, meditating, um, now that I've like practiced it a bunch, I can sort of tap into that anytime I need. Um, so like when I'm in the car or I'm on an airplane, if I'm like feeling not so great, I can just meditate and just like, it doesn't work perfectly. Obviously I'm not like a monk that has mastered the art of meditation, but it's like a really great way to just like calm down your brain. If you're having a time where you're like having very frantic thoughts, just like focus on your breath or focus on a noise that you can hear and just like breathe deeply. And it helps me a ton. Dana, you've talked before about like thought challenging techniques. Um, do you want to like share some of your practices that you do? Uh, yeah, yeah, I can do that. Um, so yeah, I got from my therapist uh, back when like coronavirus uh, first started, uh, like a little thing to help with uh, anxiety, a little like anxiety workbook with a lot of tools. But um, the thing that was the most helpful um, is that there's some thought challenging uh, techniques in it. Um, so there's um, the A, B, C, D, E technique, which is um, attention. Like when you feel distressed at what you're doing and pay attention to it in a dialogue, like what is your mind actually telling you? Um, believe, like do not automatically believe your thoughts because they, 
a lot of the time they're going to the worst case scenario. Um, C, challenge, uh, diffuse anxiety by broadening your focus. What's the bigger picture? Is the thought fact or opinion? What might you think if you were feeling calmer? Uh, D is discount, uh, acknowledge that anxiety has has been um, dominating your thinking and let the unhelpful thoughts go. And E is explore options. What would be helpful to focus on right now? What options do I have available um, to help deal with this or to lessen the uh, anxiety? And then the other technique is um, the think technique. Um, so T is true. Is this thought 100% true? If not, what are the facts and what is opinion? Uh, H is helpful. Is paying attention to the thought useful to me or others? Um, I is inspiring. Does the thought inspire me or does it have the opposite effect? Uh, N is necessary. Is it important for me to focus on the thought? Is it necessary to act on it? Uh, K is kind. Is the thought kind? If not, what would be a kinder thought? So both those techniques, sometimes you'll need one and sometimes you'll need the other. It depends. I use them a lot when I'm writing down, um, like if I'm journaling, a lot of the time if I journal, it's like when I'm really annoyed about something. So then I find it helps me take a step back and be able to think these different thought challenging techniques that I may not be able to do when I'm just in my head. Because um, I find sometimes you need to get it out on paper just to get it out of your head and then get a better perspective on it. I often feel like I love that. I love the think one, especially that's so great. I often feel like um, like most of our thoughts are subconscious, right? They just come in and we don't really have control over them. And it's not really like us who decided to think that necessarily. It's just like a boop thought pops in your head, right? And we don't have a lot of control over it. I often think of that as like my monkey brain. And um, that part of my brain like does not have my best interests in mind. It's just like looking at everything and shooting information to me. And it's not always correct information. And it's not always information I need or want. So I found it helpful to like separate that part of my brain from me that when I do get those thoughts that it's just like rattling off thoughts in my brain and none of them are helpful or good. I can like kind of tell it to shut up because I'm like, that's just my monkey brain and you don't know what you're talking about and you're not helpful to me at all. So <laughs> that's kind of how I deal with that. I like think of it as like, it's just your monkey brain and it's just going to rattle off stupid thoughts to you. You don't have to pay attention to them though. It's so funny to me that you talk about um, monkey mind as well, because uh, when I was with my driving instructor and um, stressing about driving and had general driving anxiety, um, my uh, <laughs> my driving instructor, who was pretty much like my therapist at the time, bless him, was like, that's your, your monkey mind. Like, you're not getting what you want. Like, you're not like you may make a mistake or something and then your ego is not getting what it wants it gets upset give you that chattering monkey in your head something to do uh remember your maneuvers or count some cars as you're like going across just give it something to focus on so that it can't be like chattering in your head just negative things that oh, i didn't realize you could do that um <laughs> mine just mine just chatters incessantly <laughs> That's like meditation. I like shut that voice up. And sometimes I only do it for like 30 seconds at a time, you know, and then it pops back in and then I'm like, what? Center back, recenter. <laughs> but it's I the practice. To... It helps you. It's like, it's like, it's like working out for your brain. Honestly, you're just like training your brain to like shut up on command. 
is how I think of meditation, which is pretty crazy. I get in a lot of situations where my brain just runs and I'm like, especially if I'm like in a car trip or something. Oh my gosh, my brain just goes crazy. So now I'm just like, whoa, pull it back. Zen moment. Let's take a moment here. Just breathe. Focus on your breath. Usually when my brain goes crazy like that, I just try to distract myself (laughs) with other things. I would say like um, breathing exercises as well, like belly breathing, you know, breathing in for four, hold for four, breathe out for four is really helpful as well. You can also do it with affirmations. So when I was um, uh, before my test, when I was getting really um, like driving test anxiety, I was in the morning and before I went to bed and the lead up, I was repeating my um, words of affirmation to myself. I was doing the belly breathing or box breathing, however you want to call it. Um, And then repeating my affirmation again and doing the breathing and just kind of trying to feel that those words were kind of sinking in with every breath that I was kind of doing. Um, But just in general, um, breathing like exercises can be really helpful for anxiety when you just need to kind of stop a minute when you're brain is going about a thousand miles a, a minute and you're you just cannot think for like any second at all just taking a minute and just focusing on your breathing can sometimes just help you like refocus on what you're trying to do affirmations apps yeah they do they do um affirmations are so helpful i'll just share like a quick story my mom is a ceo and she does like ceo mentorship groups for like high level ceos so she's mentoring like very important people that run big businesses and you know it's a it's a nerve-wracking thing and she was a ceo for like 15 years so she's it's not like she's inexperienced but she shared with me that before phone calls like she gets anxiety about it sometimes so she has um three i am statements that she keeps on a sticky note on her computer and she reads them before a call and it might be like i am confident in my abilities like i am i'm kind to others and like i know what i'm talking about i don't know i don't remember exactly what her three were but stuff like that like can be so helpful just as a reminder if you need to keep it somewhere for when you are like having a stressful situation or something that can just kind of bring you back to earth and ground you a little bit i think um like the way that we talk to ourselves and how we speak to ourselves can be super helpful do any of you keep affirmations around a lot oh yes i have an app called i am and it's, it's, it annoys you like every three days to pay for it, but you don't have to. And it sends you push notifications for types of affirmations that you want to receive. Um, and then to further solidify it, when I see ones that I like or resonate with me, I will repost them in my Discord. Um, and I definitely encourage anyone, like, just typing it out or at the very least copy pasting it, reading it aloud. Like I won't clear the notification for a few hours. So every time I look at my phone, like I see that affirmation, I repeat it to myself. Um, It's definitely made a change, a subtle change. Um, Still working on speaking kinder to myself, you know? So I've gone in and turned off some categories and turned on others. It's just, I, I, I like them. It's just be nice to yourself, you know? I often think of it like you have to be your own cheerleader. Nobody else is going to be a cheerleader for you. Like some people might, you might've grown up with parents that were like great and supportive and, you know, really encouraged you, or you might have a partner that's really supportive and encouraging. But at the end of the day, when you're laying there alone, it's just you and your thoughts. 
you have to learn to be the person that gives you pep talks when you need it and supports you and, you know, all that stuff. It's a journey, though. <laughs> it takes a long time to get there. <laughs> We're always a work in progress. Yes. I Most find, everybody um, has anxiety. Yeah. I find that instead of like words of affirmation at the moment, I think I will get there. Um, but I've just decided to take on TikToks, um, that viral sounds, like um, that one that's like, we're going to have a good day. <laughs> so I just like repeat that to myself sometimes when it's like things aren't going so well because it's a nice upbeat song and it makes me feel happy. And that one that's um, I Am Woman, I, I like that one a lot as well because it's just a yeah. nice it's an affirmation but it's also a song and I like it yeah. because it gets stuck in your head so that even when you've you haven't like you finished actually focusing on it sometimes it can just get stuck in your head and it's nice to have those affirmations going around during the day and you're like oh feeling happy I'm feeling good there's a um, there's a woman on TikTok who made a playlist called I'm Thriving and I'll share it in the Discord because it's all like super high vibrational music that's all like that that's just like speaking good about yourself like it's all first person so then when you're like singing the song out loud you're saying the words as if you're like saying them to yourself right so it's like Love really that. really helpful and like it's just so good if you put it on and you can just like sing along and it just like makes you feel really really good about yourself I find that I love when the, I do like, have music and singing disguised as uh, affirmations, like, yes, you will love yourself. You will be having a good day. Exactly. I find that a lot of times when I do have anxiety, one of my main fallbacks is music because I did for so long. So I definitely want to hear that playlist. <laughs> Yeah, I think too, especially if you are neurodivergent, those little earworms, you know, get stuck in our heads so much more easier. So if you're singing an earworm that's like, I'm the best, I'm so great, like, of course you're going to feel better all day, you know, like, it's just how our brains work. They're very, they're very complex, but they're very simple at the same time. I, I started um, working out to music that's like that, like the I Am Woman one. That one you sent me the other day about apologizing too much. <laughs> and it just makes me feel more powerful as well in myself. It's just really nice to just like play every so often to remind yourself that you are a badass and you are amazing. Love that. Aww. I, um, I also feel like songs can be great for like manifestation. Um, there was a song going around TikTok for a while that was like, I'm so lucky, lucky. I'm so lovely, lovely. And like, I would just sing that all day. And I feel like, I don't know, it just like puts good energy out there into the world when you're like vibing with this, this, you know, positive energy and positive words. I'm a firm believer in when you listen to music that is upbeat and happy, you're going to be more happy. And when you listen to something that's kind of down, it's probably going to make you feel a little bit down. So I tweeted out the other day, I was like, don't listen to your depression music when you're not depressed. Because I don't know about you guys, but I have depression music. Like I, there are certain songs I listen to when I'm feeling really bad. And it's not that they're like sad songs, but they're just like maybe more mellow and they're not as, you know. And so, yeah, it music has such an effect on me um, that I have to be really careful about the type of music I'm listening to energetically. 
I just kind of doom scroll and wallow uh, in self-pity and then once I finish doing that I'll just put some Lizzo on because I feel a lot better because nice up and upbeat nice music so Lizzo's perfect for that <laughs> I go back to my tried and trues I'm back on my Chevelle binge I um I read a lot that like uh, animals too are really great for anxiety and I, oh my I can gosh, definitely yes. confirm I feel yes. so much better with the purring cat on my lap than I do not having a purring cat on my lap. <laughs> there actually is something like I love cats and dogs, and I if you ask me to decide, I can't decide because I love them both equally. Um, but there is something about cats purring that I think I've read that it's like healing the frequency and the like sound waves that they purr at is actually like it's a healing mechanism so to like yeah have a cat sitting on your lap when you feel sad and they're just purring i'm like this is like instant serotonin it is therapeutic <laughs> instant happy juices but also um, coming home at the end of the day to your dog that's all happy and wagging its tail and super excited to see you is a great feeling too well cutie pie i do have a fun fact for you guys um Around this, the time I got diagnosed with anxiety is also the same time I got Cassie. So, you know. Maybe, maybe. I've been on a tea binge too. And I, I just, I can't, I can't really explain how calming it is to just sit with like a warm cup of tea and a cat in like Stardew Valley or whatever it is and just kind of vibe. It is. I also find that to be very calming for me as well. It's I've usually my nighttime go-to. A lot more leaf beats too. The the lo-fi is definitely. Oh, I love lo-fi. It helps. Same. I was just growing um, up. Go oh, ahead. Go on. No, no, go on. I was okay. going to completely change. Okay. Yeah. All right. So growing up, my parents they always went for walks or ran. And I never fully, un well, I mean, I knew because they told me, but I never fully understood why they did this at the end of the day. And it was completely to relieve anxiety and stress from work. <laughs> it was their time to, like, decompress with each other. Also, if you have ADHD, too, um, I don't know if this goes for autism as well, but ADHD is, a, is at its core a processing disorder. So sometimes I feel like it's extra helpful for us to like go for a walk at the end of the day um, to just like process what happened throughout the day. It's like a nice quiet time to just like think about like everything that happened during your day. And I find that like when I do that, I often have like I sleep better, like I'm like more relaxed in the evening. Um, I think it's really helpful. I found that in college when I was working out a lot, it definitely helped. I kind of screwed. Start walking more. I take a walk every day, but I'm trying to get more into like harder exercise more frequently because I really do feel like it just helps my brain function so much better. But I got myself into a pickle because for the longest time, my reason for exercising was because it helped my mental health so much. Like that was my core reason why I exercise. Like if I started to feel depressed, I would work out and I'd feel better. If I had anxiety, I'd work out, I'd feel better. But then I started journaling and doing meditation, which helps my mental health so much that I'm like, well, my mental health is really good now. So I have to find another reason to exercise because I like totally stopped doing it because I was like, oh, these things are helping my mental health just as much. And they're way less strenuous than exercise. 
I've been trying to like change my perspective and it's, it's, I absolutely fucking hate weighing myself on a scale. I hate it. Don't I don't do care it. how much I weigh. Don't do it. So I, I, I don't, I yeah. don't. Um, so it's like, I have to get it out of my head that I'm not working out to like be thinner, to lose weight, to look better. I need to, like, I'm trying to change my perspective on working out to like, it is pathetic that you literally can't lift yourself with your own legs. You need to go for strength. You, it doesn't. Your body's going to look like what your body looks like. I just need to accept. I just need to be able to lift myself. <laughs> going for strength is a good is a good goal with working out. Like just saying I want to be stronger, like that's a fantastic goal. Also, I need like, to be able to lift a table into my car. Like yeah. that should be a bare minimum requirement of my job. <laughs> and while you're young, it's if you get into these habits now, it'll be a way more beneficial for you in the future because like my mom She's an exercise physiologist. Most of her patients, she works with a lot of old people. Her goal with them is just to do everyday normal activities. So if you start doing this stuff now, you'll be way better off then. I know. I wish I started 10 years ago, but 30 it is. Hey, there's no time like the present. Yeah, don't kick yourself for not starting sooner. Just start now. Yeah, just do it. I need to do it. I, I'm I'm definitely gonna do a walk today. I'm gonna try to get one in every day. It helps when you live somewhere where the weather is beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's cold here. I don't want to go outside. <laughs> yeah, I I feel so bad too for like Dana being like cold and rainy all the time, and you're just like can't go outside. Don't feel sorry for me. I've got the ring fit now. I'm like a pro. <laughs> oh, you have a ring fit now? Dude, I will do that with you. I have not I've touched had a ring mine fit for in a while. Like a I've just been lazy. Yeah, I haven't touched mine either. I would be down to do ring fit workouts. Let's do it. Let's go. I'll do I'll, I'll fucking co-stream it. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> I was just curious uh, what types of uh, anxiety we all have, if, if we know... <laughs> I have been formally diagnosed with PTSD. Mine is mostly social or situational, I would say. I would say mine is like 99% like health anxiety for me. Um, well, my doctor diagnosed me with anxiety, but he just said like severe anxiety. He never told me like <laughs> what type. I'm, so I'm going to assume like generalized uh, anxiety. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say, he was like, uh, you've got severe anxiety. I was like, oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> cool. Cool. Fun. I'll just do any, uh, <laughs> do any of you take medicine for anxiety? No, I, I do um, not. I don't. I used I don't. to, and it kind of just, I didn't feel anything ever, which was very weird. It like, like numbed I, you totally. I, it completely like I'd be in situations where something would completely fall apart and I'm like huh all right and I'm like this is this is weird like this I should be panicking right now and like even my <laughs> boss noticed it he's like why aren't you freaking out like we should be freaking out this is a freak out situation I was like I can't I don't wanna <laughs> wow. just, um so I got off of all of that and then uh cannabis definitely helps with a good chunk of that but oh yeah for, uh, totally 
we're reevaluating some things in our cannabis journey right now because I have realized in the last few months it has definitely been more of like a get so baked can't think kind of thing. Yeah, that's definitely not probably not the best. No, (laughs) kind of you're kind of trying to do the same thing that your anxiety medication did for you. It seems. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So it's it's just like. I'm getting to the point again, and this is usually when I take like a pretty routine tolerance break where it's just like I consume and I'm not feeling better about life and the situation. And I'm like, all right, something needs to change. Let's let's pick something else to to tweak and test. Um, Just trial and error. That's that's what my anxiety mostly is. It's a trial and error just to go for that baseline. Okay. Same. I haven't uh, ever been medicated because when I um, went to the doctor, I was 16 and um, he recommended just um, going to a counsellor when I joined, like when I started college um, instead, which uh, was helpful, except for the fact that um, there's definitely not enough funding in uh, those sectors. So you only get it for a brief amount of time, but it was helpful in the uh, time that I did have with uh, my counsellor. Uh, to give me the tools that I needed um, because I find that I like like self-help books and stuff I like to just kind of have tools to be able to deal with things myself I just find that's like uh, for me that's what works Um, not always but (laughs) for the majority of the time it's what works (laughs) Um, so yeah I do find um, therapy in general really helpful Um, CBT for me is really helpful but I know it it hasn't always worked for other people and that's fine it's always about what works for you is the most important thing um I've had hypnotherapy that was really helpful for me with my driving anxiety it really helped me overcome a lot um just all the therapy (laughs) all the therapy therapy's good um I found it I'm finding it um interesting to like figure out if I do need to be in routine therapy. It's like, I've always kind of used it as just like a place to bitch about work and get an outside unbiased opinion on how, like what the situation really is, which how could they possibly know, right? Um, I get, I I don't know. I I tend to be very judgmental on that front because it's just like, fuck do you know? (laughs) Could you possibly help me with this? You don't know anything. Um, but of course they went to school for this and they are trained in this and they might know a couple of things. And honestly, what's the, what's the worst that could happen? It's just, uh, picking a therapist out is definitely fun. What about instead of like medication, like herbal supplements, has anyone ever messed with any of those? Tried them out? I haven't. I have this, uh, thing called rescue remedy. Um, the little like pastel things. But honestly, they're so hard to get like your teeth through that um I don't know if they actually help or not because I'm too like distracted by I'm like, go get through these like fucking pastel things. Um so I don't think they've actually done any good, honestly. What about like bats and like using like salts and oils and that's a form of herbal supplement for anxiety, right? Salts and oils, I would think. Aloe vera, chamomile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I like um, 
like Brandon was saying earlier, the aromatherapy. Um, I like, um, I have a spray for my pillow. Um, I have the diffuser that I um, use, which at the moment I'm using a heater instead in that plug socket. But, you know, when it gets a bit warmer, I'll uh, have my diffuser again. And uh, candles. Candles are always a big one for me um, for, for, like, having something nice to smell, something nice and calming. Yeah, definitely fluctuate between aromatherapy and just, like, calming techniques and stuff. I think most of fun, what I do but... is self-soothing. And then Mira, of course. <laughs> and Mira. Yeah. Butters, I I definitely um I definitely wonder like when butters time comes, you know, what the fuck am I gonna do? <laughs> what am I gonna do? <laughs> oh don't I had an existential um crisis the other day just like slowly in my room thinking like what am I gonna do when my cat eventually um is no longer here because I feel like I may actually just go to pieces because she's like been here the whole way through my mental health journey and discovering like what mental health issues I have and um finding better ways to cope with it and stuff and she's just always kind of been here and she's always been having like here for cuddles and kisses and just a nice purring thing on my lap when I just need to like de-stress so yeah um if I could have like I know some therapy to help me deal with the uh the the crisis that I feel every time I think about the future that would be great yes I'm dreading it, like, 100%. She's, it's hard. She's only eight. She's only eight, but I'm dreading it so much. You have plenty of time. Yeah. I I just try to enjoy the moments that I have with her now, and it definitely kind of makes me stop and think, like, you know, it's is, is she really harming anything with, like, wanting to be in my lap for the next 16 hours? Is that hurting <laughs> anything? Is it... <laughs> What's, you know, the worst that could come out of that? It's so hard to tell her no. I've, I've created a monster, though. She she definitely does not have any sense of uh, bubble and boundary. <laughs> boundaries? What are they? <laughs> Don't exist. <laughs> For yeah, Mira has no boundaries either, too, though. So I think that's a dog thing as well. <laughs> it's whatever she wants when she wants it exactly i was wondering steph when you do um therapy do you find um like sometimes you don't talk about certain things because like you want your therapist to like you oh no no i i with therapy i i am paying for a service so I just kind of lay it on thick. It's, you're the expert, Doc. Here's what I got going on. Can you please help me fucking fix this? Because I don't know what else to do. <laughs> and sometimes they're like, no, I have definitely um, had a therapist tell me, like, I can't help you with this. But And then I, I always open it up, like, do you know someone that would be good with this? Um, For years, I saw a child therapist as an adult, because that's where, like, the root of my problem started. Um. And I realized that I never kind of had that opportunity to like grow up as a traditional kid. It's, I've been pretty much working and working to support myself since I was like 15. 
So it just kind of went from like child in high school to being an adult in the adult world and trying to navigate it that way. Um, And she was awesome for years, but I feel like I kind of robbed myself of actually getting any real headway made because it's um, very rarely have I broached onto like the childhood trauma. And it's it's not because I'm afraid of them judging me. It's because I know that is going to be fucking messy for me. And I have to maintain a life outside of that therapy office once a week for an hour um, or however much time every other week, whatever the schedule is. Um, and it's just like, you know what? Everything's going really good right now. So <laughs> I'm just going to love, just going to love, just going to leave that over there in that drawer over there and we'll deal with it later. <laughs> it's kind of like once you open the can of worms, it's really hard to put them back in. So. I and it, they won't ever go back in. I know that, and it's it's. I don't know. I I don't know. Right right now, I'm not in therapy, so it's it's a matter of like, what kind of therapist do I want to pursue? Um, it's very much a it's a relationship. So if you don't jive with the person, or you don't feel like they're going to be able to help you, it's it's like friendships or like new relationships, right? It's you never know until you get into it. But in this situation, you pay money, so <laughs> yeah picky choosy (laughs) yeah I found with uh with my therapist um so like uh when I first was I went to her for um my flying anxiety because basically my boyfriend gave me an my ex-boyfriend sorry gave me a ultimatum of basically I um would have to get on a plane by September a couple of years ago. Obviously, it didn't happen because uh, I'm not together anymore. Haha. <laughs> um, but <laughs> when I t- spoke to her um, about everything, um, which I, I found it really interesting, she gave me two uh, notebooks. She let me pick the colours and she said, right, one is for good, one is for bad. You write the good things in one and the bad things in the other one. And she was talking about um, my cup like how full was my cup and it was very very full and she was like look I can help you with your flying anxiety but we are gonna have to clear some of your emotional cup because it is too full um to to put anything else into it and um she actually really helped me with um dealing with my stress at work um so like I don't cry at at work anymore well I did the other day but that um, was just from frustration which is really annoying when you cry when you're frustrated and you don't want to cry um but oh, yeah she really helped yes. with that and um and then when we got into the pandemic um we had a brief break because obviously she said look I could help you but I'm obviously not going to be able to tell you you can get on a plane when the whole world is telling you not to get on a plane because we're in the middle of a pandemic so um so I took a brief break and then I broke up with my uh, ex and then I found her again because I was actually starting to really struggle a bit and I just needed someone outside of my friends who um weren't giving me what I needed at the time and also like they're not therapists you know <laughs> that's not what they're supposed to be there for so um I I went back to her and um I, I spoke about a lot of things I wasn't expecting to speak about as well like um I had like a lot of things on I was like my test um my driving test anxiety I'd started um open university broke up with my ex and stuff and I was like oh I don't want to talk about my ex and next thing you know I've like basically opened up about absolutely everything to do with my ex um and and that's when she told me that she um 
in her professional opinion, the relationship was abusive and stuff. So then I had to deal with that for a bit with her. Um, obviously, she helped me with the hypnotherapy for my um, driving anxiety. Uh, but a lot of the stuff, it was like she was telling me to do things and I was doing them. But then like the next session, she'd be like, um, so I'd like say something in, that I'd like done in my journal. But then like I'd have done the, the thing called the ABCDE technique. So then she was kind of like, um, I don't think you really need me anymore. And I was like, but like, I, I have more things. I just do them in order of what is the most <laughs> awful thing at the time. <laughs> like I have more things. Um, so I, I ended up not, um, continuing therapy for a bit. Um, so now I'm not in therapy at the moment because she said that I didn't need it, um, anymore but I think um some more things have come up that I probably do need therapy for again um but sometimes it's like that you you won't need therapy for a bit and then something will happen and you need to go back in and it's all like um you know it's not a straight line it can all just be like ups and downs and you can go at the pace that you need to go at for me uh in my therapy journey I've had a lot of breaks but um it's all about recognizing when you need the help again and when you can go back and uh, if you don't vibe with your therapist, finding a new one that you can vibe with that is better for what you need as well. I've it's actually never been to therapy, surprisingly really? enough. Yeah. Same. I haven't. Yeah. I've had a really good psychiatrist uh, at one point in my life when I was medicated like my yeah, for ADHD. When I was younger, I used to just go to my general practitioner. And then when I got into high school, I was like, this guy is such a dick and he does not care about me. And he doesn't like, this is supposed to be like helping me find good medication. And every time I'd go in for a refill, he was just like, here's your medication later. So I got a psychiatrist to prescribe me my meds instead. And she was awesome because most psychiatrists are not there to offer therapy. Like they are just there to figure out a solution for medication for you um, that like works. But she was awesome and definitely acted a little bit like a therapist um, and was really helpful for me, I think. But most of my work that I've done, I've just done myself. Like I'm a very like self-learner when it comes to this kind of stuff and like self-growth. Also, it helps that my whole family is very much like personal development and like self-growth and how can you challenge yourself? So we kind of all like when we hang out, we have like therapeutic talks in a sense. Um, but yeah, I've never been to therapy. There's been times in my life where I've wanted to go and I like couldn't afford it at the time and then things got better. And so I'm sure I will go at some point in my life. I just haven't yet. I think what surprises me the most that you haven't been to therapy is that you have got this personal growth that um, you've obviously gone through and that um, you have been so helpful to me in my healing journey and my personal growth. So I think like, wow, she's she's obviously, but obviously not. <laughs> she's there, like um, gone to therapy and I've heard these things, but it's amazing that through your family and your own personal journey in general that you've managed to find these skills and the the things that you need to to work through things i've also been somebody who like somebody can tell me something and i can just like understand it and put it into action if that makes sense like i'm constantly watching like like even from media like movies i learn lessons from movies all the time if there's like a deeper meaning and i don't know what that is about me but like if somebody gives me a helpful tip like i take it to heart 
And I'm like, oh, I can like actually utilize that. So I don't know if that's just like a personality trait. I am 100% like that. I learn way more by what other people do than I do anything else. Yeah. And my family has always been really open as well. And we have a lot of those types of talks. So I've also never been therapy. Yeah. Like I'll read something on a TikTok and I'm like, oh, it's just like light bulb clicks. And I'm like, cool. It's just like another addition to my helpful list of tools. Same. I don't know. It's so yeah. weird. Or like uh, even like a movie, <laughs> watch a movie and you're like, whoa, like that situation, like that makes so much sense. I could learn from that. Like, I don't know. I just take advice really well, I guess. I think also being able to empathize really yeah. well helps a lot. I can put myself in anybody else's shoes. Admittedly, not my strong suit. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I feel like um, for me, I needed the therapy to get myself to a place where I am now receptive to things like um, therapy on TikTok, like um, like when they give you tools and stuff. Like I'm a lot more receptive to that stuff, even when you guys are giving me tips and um, tools and stuff. I'm a lot more receptive to that now. And I feel like um, some people may benefit from like therapy sometimes to get them to that point where they can do it by themselves do you know what um, it is almost i know oh what i feel like it's like if you have a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset and i think that yes. me and blaze both have growth mindsets and maybe we grew up that way because that was like how our families were so we kind of had like a leg up in that sense but if you have a fixed mindset going to therapy i think is an excellent way to get to a growth mindset like i think that's kind of what happened to you dana you were like set in this fixed way and now you're like the door has been opened you know to all of these other ways and you're you don't look at your failures as like a detriment to like who you are as a person you're like willing to learn and grow and like i think that's the key difference but i do think therapy can 100 percent help you make that transition because i think that's a really hard thing to do on your own if you have a fixed mindset to get to a growth mindset pers like perspective i think most people need a little assistance in getting there I agree because like for me and my family like if we get annoyed at each other or we say something like the next day it's just kind of like forgotten about and we just carry on as normal it's never like spoken about or you never like go back to that much you just kind of move on and like um my granny is always somebody who like says like she's got a public face and a private face like she won't cry in public and she'll keep her emotions to herself until she's in private for me I feel like a private place is like when you're at home even if you're with family like you should be allowed to cry or, or feel your emotions but like I think to her that means like literally alone no one near her no one can um penetrate through to her emotions which I think um I know my mom said when she was younger she didn't get hugged as much as she uh wished she could have and I I know that she finds it hard to um express any kind of opinion uh, herself like I get so frustrated with her sometimes I'm like you must have a favorite food she's like no I, I don't and I'm like but mom I have like three favorite foods like what's your favorite food <laughs> you don't have one like why and she's like because my opinion never mattered and I'm like uh, so I'm just trying to help like bring my mom into like more of a growth mindset like we can 
like things if we want to like things you can have a favorite something if you want like but also like if she does something that annoys me or vice versa like I'm now saying like we're gonna talk about this now like I found this really hurtful and she'll say I'm really sorry I was just tired I didn't mean to snap at you and I feel better she feels better at the end of it there's no animosity there's no like oh I can't believe she did that like it's just like we're just I'm trying to heal myself and reparent myself and I'm just trying to help bring her along on that journey really that's like the crux of doing self-work is that you realize that like your parents are not perfect either and you're like I feel like everybody at some point has this realization that like the people that raised me were just humans trying to do their best and you're like they had their own whole slew of problems and probably more trauma than like we have because I feel like generational trauma gets a little less intense every generation right like our grandparents probably went through so much stuff that like we can't even fathom but it definitely is like it's a double-edged sword almost (laughs) but also like we talk about things now whereas I feel like for instance in my granny's generation you didn't talk about that kind of stuff like it was never kind of it was always hidden away whereas now I think especially now with the pandemic as well um it's kind of brought um more of a spotlight on mental health and the fact that it is important and we do need to do something about it and, and bring awareness to it And I hope that really helps um, the next generation as well as obviously um, ourselves in making that journey. Absolutely. I mean, have you guys definitely a societal shift? Oh, yeah. I feel it too. I think there's definitely something too to like leading by example when it comes to your like inner circles. Like if you're doing all this work and you're going through therapy, like do what you're doing with your mom, kind of like make her have those conversations with you, even though it might make her uncomfortable because it's better for the both of you. Like that's a really good way to sort of impact the others in your own life. If they're not willing to like do the work, you can be like, that's okay. You're not ready for that yet. I'm just going to lead by example and do what I think is best. Yeah, I mean, it's like looking at um, a lot of new parents, like I see them a lot on TikTok with the gentle parenting and like I've seen some of them say like how they when they're when they're gentle parenting their children, they realize like what they missed out on and they're also now trying to reparent themselves at the same time. And I just think like they must be so strong and like they should be so proud of themselves for even trying to put in that work for themselves and also for their children to kind of break that um, trauma cycle. Okay, so how do we all fake it this week? This is always such a hard question. Do you guys have difficulty with this question? I always struggle with it. (laughs) Every week, I'm just like, what did I bullshit through this last week? Sometimes I know, sometimes I don't. <laughs> this everything, is true. Is everything an answer? I, yeah, I bullshitted yeah. my entire low energy week. I think, <laughs> yeah. I think I BS most everything this week. So, <laughs> it's just one of those weeks, I guess. <laughs> well, like I was saying earlier, I end up crying at work the other day because I was just so frustrated with like, how I'm being treated and just like the whole situation that I'm in now where like we don't have we have hardly any work coming in so now I have to work on these machines that um perfume machines that smell 
really, really strong and trigger my migraines. And like, there's nothing I can do about it because there's literally nothing else for me to do um, fixing machine wise. And the other two people who work in the, um, the workshop with me, they both work on something that they've been trained on that I haven't been trained on. So and they're, they're flat out, like there's constantly those machines coming in. So they're fine. <laughs> but then I have to work on these things. And it's just so frustrating, because it's not my fault, there's no work coming in. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's I, I don't like bring in contracts. So I'm just being directly impacted by people higher up. And it just gets so frustrating, because it's like, you guys are constantly making me like, do stuff that's detrimental to my own health. So I ended up like getting really frustrated about the whole situation. Um, and then I ended up crying because apparently when I get frustrated, that's what happens, which frustrates me even more because I'm like, I don't want to be crying. I'm angry. I'm frustrated. This is really stupid. So I just went to the <laughs> toilet to compose myself. <laughs> I was like, okay, we need to like just chill, chill the F out and like carry on doing this. So I just kind of... Um, I was like, okay, Take it till you I make it. Um, yeah, I just, I just looked at myself and I said, we're going to do this. <laughs> we're going to go upstairs, we're going to chill out, and we're going to get this work done because we have to. This is literally our job. Let's just keep going. Um, so, I, yeah, I've been faking it by, you know, not having a mental breakdown in the middle of work and, like, screaming at everybody, I guess. <laughs> I love that. I, uh, <laughs> I sometimes... I know that I can take work kind of seriously. So it's like when work's pissing me off, I take myself out of the situation. You are being paid to just do a thing. It doesn't really matter if you agree with it. They literally just pay you to do it, not to have an opinion about it. So then it kind of helps me just kind of sink myself out of that situation and just get it done. Worry about it later. At least then you have paper trail that you said this is a bad idea. <laughs> The problem is it literally gives me migraines to the point that I then oh. suffer when I get home and I'm out of work or like when it's the weekend, I spend half the weekend like trying to recuperate and get myself back to normal so I can then enjoy my weekend. That's what I think is the frustrating thing. If it was only impacting me at work, I think I would be able to kind of be a bit more happy about it. Um, but yeah, I, I'm just faking it now. I'm just like, Do you know what, let's just, let's just get it done. Um, so if um, you guys haven't been on our Twitter, Instagram, Discord server, anything recently, then um, we have got a Twitch Live going ahead next Sunday. That is the 20th of March. Um, do we have a time yet, guys? I can't remember. I think we were doing same time as podcast time. But we will definitely yeah, okay. put it on the so, announcement. Stay tuned on time. Yes. Stay tuned on the announcement, which will be on Twitter, our Discord server, and um, Instagram. Everything will have our announcement on it. So please, please, please give our um, Twitch a follow. Uh, okay. So thank you guys so much for listening in. We hope you found some benefit in today's episode. Check out our website. We're all just faking it podcast.com. That's W A J F I podcast.com. And join us on Discord to access resources mentioned in each episode and find your people. The next episode will be our live episode on Twitch where we will answer questions from yourselves. Um, so we also have an application where you can ask questions, which we will be answering from, and also you can ask questions in the chat as well. 
So yeah, and follow us all uh, on major social media platforms and stay tuned for episode airing dates.